You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it's anthony and jacqueline back talking another episode of nxt on the wwe network in hulu it's episode 483 and uh this is a big week jacqueline this a cage match in the main event what the debut of Shayna baszler's bestest friends uh in professional wrestling uh and we also got to see Heavy Machinery in action. So this is... That's a big one. Must have been a fun week for you. Uh, it was. Before we hop in... Uh, yeah. I watched both episodes of NXT UK again. And I'll tell you what. The second episode was good. Okay. The first episode, kind of forgetful. Uh, it was headlined with uh, Rhea Ripley defending her women's title for the first time uh, against Isla Dawn. And it was an okay match. Oh, I watched some of that. Isla Dawn's the Red Witch Lady. The the White Witch, yes. Whatever. Yeah. You ever watch yeah, Supernatural? No. Oh, okay. She's basically, the, she's a character off of that show, essentially. Gotcha. The, I, I said Red Witch because that's Game of Thrones. Yeah. And, well, and she's a redhead, too, kind of. So, mm. um, But there's Clearly a redhead. she's Melisandre, yeah. Yeah, there's a redheaded Scottish witch on Supernatural, and I'm pretty sure she is that character. Um, of course. But yeah, they had an okay match. The second show was actually really good and had, I think, two really good matches on it. Though mm. my memory doesn't exactly recall who was in all of them. One of them was a really good tag match with Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews teaming up against... Zach. I like them. Yeah, they were fun. Uh, against Zach Gibson and I don't... someone else I don't remember. And uh, the main event of Joe Coffey... And Travis Banks was also really, really good. So is is Gibson the one with the shoe? Yeah, Gibson is the shoes off fellow that everybody yeah. hates. Okay. See, he's memorable for something. Yeah, he's very hateable. And they did the if you hate Gibson shoes off thing again uh, in Love this it. match. And a lot of people were doing it. That's fantastic. And Nigel McGuinness was playing heel commentator. And was talking about if these people do not put their shoes back on in quick order, he may pass out. Uh, <laughs> insinuating that their feet smell. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this episode of regular NXT. And uh, yeah. yeah, it opened right away with Shirai and Kai. Uh, or mm-hmm. Kai Shirai. That should be their name, right? Kai Shirai? Kai Shirai. 
Sure. Uh, against Jessamine, Duke, and Marina Shafir. Jessamine and Marina, so new, Jacqueline, that their theme music is Shayna Baszler's theme music, and that their right. uh, their entrance video is essentially Shayna's video, but then like it like crossfades into just having Jessamine and Marina's names on the screen. Right. Uh, they have not come up with individual uh, uh, presentation aesthetics, I guess, for Jessamine and Marina yet. But uh, that's okay. I was super interested to see how these two were going to perform. And mm-hmm. in watching them, they are very new to this. Yes. They are not the worst things I've ever seen, like far, far from the worst things I've ever seen, but mm-hmm. they're very new. And it's kind of obvious by watching. Uh, I'm a little surprised, I'll be honest, that they got moved to TV so quickly. I, I mean, I know why they did. Uh, right. Because they want to do this group thing with Shayna. And that, that makes sense. And uh, they'll definitely learn a lot on the job. Uh, mm-hmm. By putting by being put in front of the TV cameras and having mm-hmm. to an audience, yeah, yeah, having to do it for real, I guess it's not like the house shows aren't for real, but right, you know, you're doing it for that audience there in that building, and now you're doing it for an audience who can't even see. Uh, there's a there's higher expectations involved. Uh, this this match also did not go the way I thought. So last week I mentioned that I thought EO would. Uh, because she's the veteran and because she is very talented, yep. that she would be in here to help make Jessamine and Marina look really good. And that is not how this match went. This match went... No, Dakota was in quite a bit. Dakota was in for the bulk of the match, and she got in a little bit of offense early, but then she was cut off, and then the bulk of this match was Marina and Jessamine beating on Dakota for her to make the tag, and EO mm-hmm. came in and ran wild... I don't think they touched her once, and then right. she hit Jessamine with the moonsault off the top rope and pinned her. So, yes, uh, I'm not surprised by the finish Outcome. here. Yeah, like I, ex- I think I expected EO and Dakota to win this. Mm-hmm. Normally, when you're introducing new characters, you want them to win, right? But because these are two heel characters. Every now and again, it's excusable that they don't win in their first match, especially since they're already linked to Shayna, who is a very strong character already. Right. Them... And, and they've been introduced already. It's not like this is their first, you know, real introduction. You know what I mean? Like, you've seen them pop right. up here and there before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. No, go ahead. So I would like to say, so I saw them house show, Jessamine and... And Marina in their first appearance at a house show mm-hmm. um, here in Florida. And I have to say, yeah, I know they're new and all that. And yes, the newness came across, but they have, um, they have become so much better in a very short period of time. Yeah. Like when I saw them at the house show, they were, you know, like Mar- Marina was like almost horrible. Like she couldn't, she wasn't selling anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have gotten significantly better in a relatively short period of time. Yeah. So I think that's why um, they put them on the on TV this quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, they didn't look terrible, but it, it was very obvious that they are not polished yet, uh, and that'll take time. Right. 
Uh, well, that, I give them a lot of credit for coming as far as they have in such a short period of time mm-hmm. because they really have. They really, really have. Yeah. So, uh, And I think them losing in this match works with the story they're sort of telling, which is Jessamine, Marina, and Shayna are kind of always doing the numbers advantage thing. Yeah. Uh, where they can three-on-one or two-on-one somebody and they're always causing distractions. But now that the numbers are even in a two-on-two match... They don't fare as well, which is a right a fairly common good guy bad guy story. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with this. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, if you could get Undisputed Era to stop showing up with all four of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, backstage, reporters were interviewing Matt Riddle about Cassius <laughs> Ono knocking him out with a cheap shot, and Riddle says that he is quote not really happy about it. Uh, <sighs> He went on to say that he can't blame Ono for attacking them, though, after he beat him so quickly at TakeOver. And uh, he challenged him to a match and then declared that he would do what he did to him at TakeOver uh, again. So it looks like they are setting up for a uh, a Cassius Ono-Matt Riddle rematch on TV. Of course. Yeah. He's a pretty likable guy. Yeah, not surprised by this, but also I loved his interaction with the quote-unquote press. Like, he's so... Yeah. He loves his character. Like, yeah. you could tell. At the <laughs> at the end, I think he's just like, okay, guys, I gotta go do some work or something, you know? Like, yeah. It felt like a very weird ending to a WWE it, promo. It did. Normally, in WWE, you just stare at the camera for a really long time until they cut away to whatever mm-hmm. the next thing is. But he was just he very, he's very casual. He left. Do you know what I really, the only thing that was missing from it was when leaving, he should have been on a skateboard. Like, I feel oh. like that would have just tied in. Right? So much character in a very short period of time. But I did also love that he was wearing his green sandals. Oh, yes. So, like, ugh, just true. I, I love this character. It's just so, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's weird. I mean, he's, I mean, he just is him. I think, and like everybody who's ever known him or met him basically said that he's not really playing a character. And it, I bet, but in a lot of ways, it feels like that as well because he just feels like you ever see those, you ever, I'm sure you've seen like a movie where somebody seems like they're in a completely different movie from everybody else. Yep. And Matt Riddle, he just feels so, it comes across that he's so comfortable. Uh, yeah. And who he is and where he is. Like, it, it feels like he doesn't belong here because he just oh, feels so no. different from everybody else in kind of everything, just the way he talks. And yeah, just none the of it all, feels fake to me. It doesn't. And the only thing, like, because his character comes across as, like, just stoned. And I would say mm-hmm. that's probably the only thing that he, I feel like you're, you're not smoking weed and right. wrestling, right? I feel like that just wouldn't go hand in. Well, um, you know what he, but I'll, well, I mean, here's the behind the curtains thing. He, I mean, he does, uh, and yeah. I, I mean, not well performing cause that would be dangerous, but yeah. Uh, and marijuana is, uh, I guess cause it's still federally illegal or I guess illegal in a lot of States as well still. Uh, but it's part of their drug WWE's drug testing policy, but the penalty yep. the penalty for it is a fine, so a lot of people okay. within the company just refer to it as the weed tax. So that's the tax you <laughs> yeah, have to pay. I just am really surprised by that because I'm surprised that they would put that in their bodies when they have 
when they train so much. That's another topic for another day. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently it's still working for him. Yeah. He's in good shape, that guy is. Uh, okay. Let's talk about something that angered me a lot. Okay. I'm excited because I think it angered me as well. And so, well, first this, this, first this fella comes out, Aaron Mackey. Poor guy. He got music. He got a video. I don't know who this guy is, but he got all these things. He came out. And he is mm-hmm. facing the debuting, the former Donovan Dijak, who, again, as I stated in previous weeks, I would have liked it if they maybe called him Dominic Dijak, or just call him Dijak, like Goldberg, or Sting. Mm-hmm. Just give him a one-name thing. But no, they want to call him Dijakovic. Or at least that's what I thought his name was until he came out here, and it still has the same number of syllables in it, but where they separate them is different. Apparently, his name is Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah. This is an awful name. I'm sorry, Donovan Dijak. This is not a good name. It was no. not. A, it's not a good name when I thought it was Dijakovic. But this is even worse. Like, it's Dijakovic? does not flow. No, it doesn't. And, like, you can't chant that. You, I mean, if you ever become a good guy. double D and move on. <laughs> D squared? I, that's even better. Yep. Uh, Maybe we call him DD. DD. Oh, know. please. I feel like that would anger him. Yeah, let's go with DD. And I'm okay with that. So, DD, uh, he came out here to face this. I mean, I was fine with this uh, the squash thing for the most part. Um, he yelled his catchphrase a bunch of times, which is feast your eyes. Although it's weird that his catchphrase is also the name of his finisher, which is a really cool finisher. It's this torture rack thing. And then he flips the guy over and on their way down, he hits him with a knee strike. It is also called feast your eyes. So it's a little weird. That is, it'd be like if the rocks finishing move was called, if you smell what the rock is cooking, (laughs) like that's the rocks catchphrase. It shouldn't be the name of his finisher. That's why he had the rock bottom and the people's elbow. Uh, so it's weird to have, it's weird to have these two things be the same, but, uh, he beat up this poor young man. He hit him with his finisher and, uh, and one, like, I know he's really impressive. I know he is. And I know he's going to end up having some good matches. I'm looking forward to him and Keith Lee having a match because they have wrestled in the past on the independence and have blown me away with the stuff they did together. So I know he's going to be good, but this name has got to go. That's all I could think of throughout the whole match. Uh, Well, it's horrible, but I just, this match was, this match angered me because it's like, here you have this guy, poor Aaron Mackey, or Aaron Mackey, he's probably what, like a foot shorter than Mm -hmm. Dominic? Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, come on, like, you can't do this. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, why? Were you hoping he would see the errors of his way and just let let this man go no i was i was hoping that whoever is booking these mm-hmm. at nxt would be like oh no one wants to see this this is so stupid well like i want to i actually want to see someone put up something of a fight like when like now we have Carrillo and who's the other guy who he's with uh mendoza Okay, so they're not super names. They're not like people... You always know when you see them, they're going to lose. But they put up a good match. <laughs> like, yes. this was not good to me. Like, this poor man literally was getting thrown around the ring. Yeah, this and was... And all, all it made me do was just feel bad for him. This was the uh, 
the definition of I mean there's I mean there's a lot of terms there's a squash match or whatever you want to call it but this was mm-hmm. also the the definition of what is also called a, a showcase match which it's a squash but it's usually in this is something that's very old as well something they would do a long time ago where to introduce a character they would come out you would see the character you would see the the music the presentation the entrance and then the character would go on to then show you the character's moves and how he acts in the ring. And it's essentially like the other guy is essentially a, a practice dummy for the most part. Right. Uh, that other guy is not out there to get anything in on this other guy. He's there. You know, this whole presentation is to show you who this guy is and what he does. Uh, although they didn't really show him do much in this match. It was a lot of clubs. No. And some kicks, and then he did his finisher, which is impressive, but he really didn't actually show you much else. It was uh, not a particularly, I don't think, a particularly great showcase of, of what he can do, but right. uh, that's, what they're, that's what they decided to do. And that's on top of the fact that I cannot stand this name. And this isn't like the kind of like feeling of like, oh man, I hate his name so much that I can't wait to see him get beat up. Like, nobody thinks that. This is the kind of, like, bad feelings of, like, I, I, I'm i not, it's hurting my interest. Because, like, it just, it sounds so dumb, it's all I can think about. And that's right. not what I should be thinking about. I should be uh, thinking about something else. And, you know what, I'll be honest. I don't particularly like the name Dozovich either, because that also sounded weird. But he's such a character, Otis is. Yeah. Number one, his first name is Otis. And then his last name sounds kind of Russian-ish. So it's such, it's, it was such a weird combination of names. That uh, it worked. And then he is such a weird character. It just works. Yeah. Um, it, took, it took a couple of appearances for me with him. But, like, after that, I was, I was sold. So that's a good segue into this. Uh, they had a Heavy Machinery, another Heavy Machinery video. And, yes. uh, Steak and Whites. Stakes and weights, and they are still uh, on this quest to get a shot at the Tag Team Championships. I presume they will receive one before they are called up to the main roster. Well, I mean, they've already been called up, but before they make their appearance on the main roster. I presume, before they debut. I presume they will get one final crack at the Tag Team titles. Um, I hope so. So, Heavy Machinery came out here and wrestled a match against two guys. I don't even think we were given their names. No, and this was another one. Where I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, they were just out here to... I will say this, at least. The ending was a lot of fun. Where they hit their double team move onto both guys at the same time. Like, Otis was holding both of them, I think. Yes, he was. These poor fellas got really squished. Um, Heavy Machinery won. It's fun to see Otis... They were so tiny. They were very small. Uh, It was fun to see Otis. He's always Always fun. Always a good time with Otis. Um, okay, so they uh, they crushed these guys. They won. Uh, the Undisputed Era, I believe, were mm-hmm. uh, up on the ramp. They appeared on the entrance ramp to taunt heavy machinery during this match. But it only it only fueled their desire to beat these two small men. And uh, they yeah. did so. So, yeah, cl- clearly they're going to, to do this match uh, at some yes. point. Yes. Okay, so... I think it'll be fun. Yes. Uh, Main event time, Johnny Gargano and Aleister Black inside of a steel cage. Uh, Before this match, they made sure to reiterate 
that they are doing Aleister Black and Tommaso Ciampa in a singles match at NXT TakeOver Phoenix for the NXT Championship. I believe they did this on purpose because what happens at the end of this match is probably going to put some of that in doubt a little bit. I Mm -hmm. think they're going to end up doing the three-way match that they originally wanted to do. Yes. Yep. So this went on for a good bit. Uh, I will say the only thing that I only, the only real negative I have about this has really nothing to do with the guys in the match. It's just really hard to see a match in a cage. It is. It, uh, well, that's because they didn't have someone standing in there like at war game. Right. With the camera. And when I was a when I was a youngin, the steel cage was not this fence. They had something that looked more like a like a big jail cell, right? Like it, they were big blue. It was like a big blue cage, and they were bars. Like so, they were pretty big squares that right. you could see into very easily. And the once they met, they they switched at some point in the late nineties to this uh, fence meshing uh, type thing, and ever since then, it's sometimes it's not so bad. Sometimes it's really difficult to see uh, what's going on. The best shots of this match were of the overhead camera that was looking down into the cage. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, but there were moments where it was kind of tough to make out exactly what was happening. A lot of times they were uh, kind of obscured or was just a little rough on the eyes at times. It's not a, yeah. it's not a, it's not a particularly uh, handsome shot they have trying to film through this fencing. Uh, no. But uh, Johnny and Alistair had a really good match. Not as good it as did. a takeover match, but still, Agreed. still really good. Uh, and the typical cage stuff, there was a lot of it. Uh, people being thrown into the cage. Johnny Gargano being kind of heelish, trying to escape the cage. Usually that's considered the heel move, um, escaping the cage. Instead right. of trying to get the pin or the submission, the running away to win uh, thing. And uh, they beat each other back and forth. Uh, there was one point Alistair could have won the match, but decided to climb back down because he wanted to pin mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano instead, which ended up being a, a downfall of sorts for him. Uh, I knew that as soon as that happened. I was... Like that. Yeah, it was, <laughs> he, I was like, uh, go ahead. I was like, that's your opportunity. You missed it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and he paid for it. So he, yes, he did. Uh, there's a, a moment where Johnny's got Alistair down and Johnny's going to try to climb out of the cage. But just as he's doing this, Alistair starts crawling to the door because you can escape through the cage door as mm-hmm. well. And Johnny sort of realizes that he's not, uh, he's on top of the cage now, but Alistair is much closer to the door and is going to get out much easier. And Johnny tries to climb down quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we get this uh, shot of Alistair from outside of the cage. He's hanging out or about to stick his head out when Tommaso Ciampa runs down and slams the cage door on Alistair's head. And it is at this point that Johnny stops climbing down the cage. He could have kept climbing down and then would have just won. Yes. But he decided not to. He decided to climb back up and get back into the cage. And Ciampa got into the cage as well. Uh, And the crowd was wildly chanting for DIY 
at this point, the old Johnny Tommaso tag team. Yes, they were. And the crowd didn't get Johnny Gargano's character as well as Johnny Gargano does, because in the ring, Johnny was not 100% positive he wanted to do this. Right. Like, you could see the, I don't know if I should do this. He's still conflicted a little bit uh, on where he stands. But at the end of the day, Johnny and Tommaso both hit the super kick knee strike double team that they used to do. They hit it on Aleister Black. As soon as he as soon as he does it, though, like Johnny kind of like jolts away a little bit like he can't believe he just did the thing he did. He is. So he is still still conflicted. But you know what he does? He waits for Ciampa to leave, and then he pins Aleister Black in the middle of the ring. And this was... uh, When I had heard people talking about... Like, uh, I did not read the spoilers, but I heard people... Like, I didn't read what happened, but I had heard people talking about these tapings, like, DIY unites after the... Uh, oh. like at the end and I'm like like they're like a team now like well there's a lot of people who are going to be really happy about this watching it though in practice actually watching it and seeing exactly what happened that's not how it felt to me at all like it felt like Johnny he's still conflicted yeah he's not sure what he wants to do uh, I mean he still did this but he's not sure mm-hmm. how he feels about it because right. he's still got this hatred, like in his mind, I think his character is still, you know, Champa is the enemy, but now he's finding mm-hmm. himself teaming with him, and now he doesn't know how to feel about it. Right. Uh, so I, st- I still feel like he's teetering on this whole should I or shouldn't I? They're doing he, a will. I, they're doing a will there, won't they? Like yeah, basically. Yeah. And uh, and I can appreciate it. I think at some point. They may, like, unofficially team up. Mm-hmm. But isn't it that didn't um, didn't Vince McMahon said that if they ever want to make it to main roster, they'll only be as singles? I have no idea. I mean, I've never heard that, so I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't think it's a I think that's why they separated them to begin with. Yeah. I hope, so. they, I hope they never go, I'll be honest with you. For oh, yeah, reasons. obviously. Obviously. I mean, if you run out of ideas for these guys, maybe, but this is such a good story, and I feel like they can keep stretching it out. They really can. And then you could team them up again, and they could be bad guys. They They could could be worse than Undisputed Era. Like, they could be, like, a whole Mm. other level of heel. Yep. That's for sure. Raining chaos. Unless the fans decide to cheer for. I still don't get, like, some of the fans. I I, it's To me, it's worse on the main roster but I'm still not exactly sure why there's... Because usually NXT crowd is really good about cheering for good guys and booing for bad guys, but they definitely still seem to... Maybe it's because Johnny Gargano is doing such a good job that they don't realize that he is playing a bad guy. I think that might, that might be what it is and because it's, it's, a, it's a conflicted bad guy, but also so many people just want... Just like him. Yeah. He's likable, he even is. as a bad guy. He's, um, I feel like he's doing a, a really, maybe too good of a job walking the tightrope in between good and bad yep. guy. Um, like to me, it's, to me, it's very clear that he's not supposed to be good. Conflicted, maybe, but, right. you know. He's not, he's not a hundred percent. 
his his actions are not to be cheered for right now. Like, right. you want him to come back, but you know right now he's not there. And yeah, but there is a thing to be said for fan loyalty as well, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is a good episode for the most part, I thought. Uh, I mean, it was really held together by the main it event. Was. But the Matt Riddle interview mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the opening tag match uh, for what it was. I was, yep. you know, infuriated by Dijak's name. Uh, but other than that, nothing really made me upset on this show. No. Um, I do believe, I mean, most of this is carried on the strength of the main event. Yes. But I gave this episode a four. Oh, uh, okay. I'll give it about, a, I'll, right, like, I'll do like a three. Like, it's a little more middle for me. Okay. Um, I know you were more and, upset about the Dijak match and, and a little yeah. upset at not getting to see Heavy Machinery have a more competitive match. Because we have well, seen them that, do these, like, squash matches a few times already. Right. And that was part of the problem. Is that I'm like, like, once you, like, I'm like, what they do, they literally went and found two students at Full Sail University and were like, hey, we'll give you 50 bucks each and a case of beer and just, like, show up. Like, those weren't wrestlers. Like, come on. My goodness. No. I didn't like it. I don't like when they do those. You know, but seriously. A hot dog and a handshake? Yeah, basically. I do not like when they do those matches, so that's why I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Uh, So, uh, next week's episode is going to be a little different because we're not going to be... We're going to talk about NXT, but we're not going to be reviewing any episodes. We're going to be doing the best of 2018 Yes. Jacqueline and I have thought long and hard. Well, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for you. I I, I thought a, yeah. I thought a little long and a little hard about my picks. Some of them were very easy picks, and some of them I had to think about mm. for a little bit. Uh, yes. But, yeah. Okay, so before we leave uh, 100%, uh, thank you to Adam Tickets for sponsoring the show. Cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets, or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page. Uh, and also, while you're hanging out there, cinemageekly.com, speaking of, of course, uh, you can check out the archives of the show, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe, and that way you can come back and hear us talk uh, more NXT next week in the form of the best of NXT 2018. NXT 2018.